Thursdays, and I'm Sean Lemmy. John Otney. Colin Westman. Matt Kirstens. I am all four of us. I am the universal being. I'm sorry, that's dumb. <laughs> Can I do this over again? No? I liked it. <laughs> Aw. I don't think it needs to be redone. Well, sometimes things have to be redone, though. And uh, that's that's what we're talking about this week, uh, in honor of, of Evil Dead, the remake Hitting theaters tomorrow, I guess. Right? It is this week, right? With conviction, Sean. Conviction. We checked this, right? It's this week. Okay. <laughs> I'm... Conviction does not mean ending every sentence with a question mark. <laughs> you know this. I was reading a lot about Trance earlier, the new Danny Boyle movie, and I kind of forgot if Evil Dead was this week. I think they're both this week. Okay. I guess that's exciting. At least movies that are interesting coming out again. It's been a while. That long. Longer than that awkward pause. <laughs> uh, and so uh, we put together a list of movies. Um, you know, everyone says remakes are terrible. We hate remakes. Why do you have to remake everything? Because they do. They just have to. Just let them, let them do it. And sometimes a remake could be a good thing. Like... King that, Kong? That Dread movie. King Kong was fun. The Thing? The Thing? Sure. The Fly? Is King Kong like a remake or is it a reimagining? You never <laughs> saw it? I saw it, but I don't... Like, would you consider that a remake? I of would the... consider it both. Yeah. Yeah, I just feel like once it's been like Most eighty years, are reimagining. Well, I feel like the once exact it's been... same thing again, except for Psycho. I think of a reimagining being like the '70s King Kong, where it's like brought to the modern day, but a remake being like the 2000s King Kong, where it's set in the '30s again. Okay. All right. You know, but they, they can be good. Sometimes people will take an older movie and kind of update it and hit on some certain things or themes that they feel like weren't perfected in the original and then bring it to a new level. So sometimes it works. If the, if, if the filmmaker's heart is in the right place, it works. If it's, a quick, if it's a quick cash grab, which it usually is, especially with all the shitty horror movie remakes, it's usually going to suck. And yet when I Google stuff, like looking for ideas for this list, most of them are like, here's the horror movies that need to be remade. Like, what is it about horror movies that demand remakes more than other genres? I don't know. That's a good question. <laughs> you can make it, like, the gore more realistic this time around. I guess, yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
maybe it's just because lots of people are dead by the end of horror movies and <laughs> can't just do a sequel to it like everyone just want, wants sequels to action movies like remakes of horror movies Weird but I mean horror movie. movies are also the one genre that you know allows 18 sequels so, yeah no problem yeah, no problem they're all dead no problem so I have to find the one who died off screen so the first movie on our list is Candidate well it's called The Candidate that makes more sense yeah but you always gotta take the the out of our spreadsheets well you can put it back desecrating I, the names of these movies you can but, put it you back know. I just gotta alphabetize it yeah well so we're not playing favorites whatever anyways I guess <laughs> you know what our remake would be called Candidate <laughs> yeah I guess it could be That's it's more straight to the point so this uh, is a, I so, guess, so you're saying this is a reimagining well this would be a reimagining I mean considering the definition you just laid down and I guess most of mine would be reimagining the movies that I picked for this list because kind of the approach I went was just choosing movies whose premises would sort of be interesting to see if they were applied to to modern day. And The Candidate is a movie with a pretty basic premise. It's just like there's this California political, uh, well, there's an election going on, and this one senator is being, uh, he's, he's running in the race unopposed. And then Peter Boyle, who's like this... Uh, campaign manager he basically gets uh robert redford to run against him even though robert redford doesn't really have any political experience and the movie kind of just chronicles him sort of eventually gaining momentum and actually becoming a force to be reckoned with in the political arena and he sort of gets disillusioned with it along the way and the movie I don't know. It's got sort of a satirical bent to it, but I feel like if it was applied to modern day, it could be a lot sort of more biting and uh, just sort of indictful of, of the whole political process and how fucked up everything is about it and how, you know, big business basically runs politics nowadays. Um, I don't know who would direct or write it, but... Come on, it'd be George Clooney, wouldn't it? Maybe. It's all about political stuff. Like you, it kind of think it basically. Yeah, it'd probably be kind of like Ides of March, I guess. I never saw that movie. Mm, It's all right. Yeah. Yeah, it's got to star Bradley Cooper. Yeah, Yeah, you could do it. (laughs) It'd be a sequel to Limitless. I guess that would work, except that he has superpowers. He's <laughs> just so bit. smart and so articulate that he <laughs> just dominates the campaign. Not really I'm trying to get this made, Colin. I'm trying to make some money. Okay. So you want to add in uh, <laughs> limitless powers to this movie? I mean, these are permanent limitless powers now. He doesn't have to take the pills. So, you know, he's just a clean, honorable man mm-hmm. at this point in the story. And this is like, what do you do if you're the world's smartest man and you're so clean and honorable? 
So he, so he just goes into politics. Faux show. Sure. I'd see this movie. <laughs> Sounds pretty sweet. All right, good enough. I don't know if we need to map these plots out as much as we have done in like the the fantasy movies one or the child's play things one. Don't stop me now. Because I don't know, some of these I'm like, I, I don't know exactly how I would want a remake to be made, but it'd be interesting to see someone try to tackle it. Well, how would you guys tackle the creature from the Black Lagoon? Well, first you just need to update the effects. This I kind of think of this like with like King Kong, or like I mean so the Andy original. Circus. Sure, as the creature. Mm-hmm. Like the thing about that original movie is the creature's so cool and the story's kind of cool, but the execution just has like cheesy B movie written all over it. And I just think you could update it, but still make it kind of retro. You could even still keep it like in the fifties, and then just make a really cool modern spooky homage to 50s horror movies and they've tried to remake this a couple times one time in the 90s john carpenter uh tried to do a version and i have like a like a script of that that i bought at a comic book store like a draft and it was bad (laughs) like the creature lived in this sunken aztec temple and I'm like, this would have had Kurt Russell and his bunch of guys, or Bill Paxton or some, something like that. A bunch of guys with machine guns. It just seems really stupid. Like, our Bill Pullman. <laughs> it would have been about as good as Lake Placid. I don't know if you guys saw that, but that movie's not good. I'm all for remaking Universal Monster movies, even though none of them have been good thus far. I don't know. I mean, some people like The Mummy. Uh, I've had I don't. <laughs> Well, you're not some people. It's true. And then they did, yeah, they did the Wolfman uh, a couple years ago, and that sucked. (laughs) That should have been awesome. Like it had had enough time. It had all the spooky sets. Like it looked perfect. It had a great cast, but the story was bad. And I didn't like Anthony Hopkins turning into old man werewolf fighting young man werewolf. (laughs) And he, (laughs) it sounds awesome, but it wasn't. So, yeah, just, you know, just update a little. You don't have to change it that much. I think Gary Ross tried to redo Creature a few years back because his dad co-wrote the original. So maybe he's still thinking about it because he'd be good for that. And then, you know, whatever, just cast like James Franco or some bullshit and Andy Serkis. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, it doesn't really matter who stars in it. It's all about the monster. Because the Creature... Can the creature from Black Lagoon like walk on land, or is he completely? Uh, oh, he does both. Marine. Okay. He like gets on land, and then he puts about? he puts his hand on your face, and you die. So does he have to get all the way up to your face, or can he like throw sludge at you, and that's enough? <laughs> well, there you go. There's something that they didn't have in the original movie. It was always lame. He just walk up to somebody, and then he like put his face his hand over their face, and be like, Dah! and then if he like they like fall down and be dead, you're like. What did he do? (laughs) (laughs) So I like your idea, Sean. Like he takes out his hands and he like shoots out poisonous mucus, and then like he shoots it at Oliver Platt, and his skin starts melting off (laughs) until he's a. (laughs) Let me just throw out, just throw out names out there, or some. He'd be good for like the ship captain. 
So I feel like the ship captain was a rotund gentleman <laughs> in the original. Not 100%. So is like, this a slow, scary movie or more intense action-y horror? I think try to go a little slower. I don't want to see another mummy where, like, they're, like, running from it and it's running really fast. <laughs> like they're on a, driving a Jeep. It's like, he's running on all fours or something. I don't know. But wouldn't it the be creatures at the end, James Franco Jeep? could fist fight him? Uh, I mean, he'd lose. He, unless he had some sort of cyber weapons. <laughs> like the internet? What do you mean? Like a, like cyber weapons. <laughs> the future will be fought in cyberspace. Like some sort of laser gun. He gets into like a <laughs> hacking contest with a, with a creature. Can he have like a robotic exoskeleton that gives him... It's like infused with electricity and so well, it like what? shocks him when he Cyber weapons. This is so stupid. <laughs> <laughs> What, what happened at the end of the, of the of the last one? They they fucking killed it. <laughs> and then there's two sequels somehow. Well, maybe well maybe this they'll just forget about the sequels, and this one will be a loose sequel on the first one, and it actually survived. And uh, but it's like gotten really smart. It's got like computer databases, you know, down in the swamps. You were good up to the point of computer <laughs> databases. <laughs> you gotta connect with the kids, John. They're all about computers. Oh, you know, technology. like a uh, swamp thing. He could like teleport and stuff. Like, I mean, would it I be so unrealistic to give these voiced by Kelsey Graham freakazoid powers? The creature did like get smarter in the sequels, but yeah, just imagine how what like sixty years would do. No, not computers. He's voiced just, by Kelsey Graham. I think. I think we've taken this too far. Just try to keep it like you know as close as you can to the original. I think that's probably for the best. (laughs) He doesn't need to be fighting James Franco in a robotic exoskeleton or whatever. At least not in the first one. Rotund exoskeleton. Rotund exoskeleton. (laughs) (laughs) He needs that extra room. (laughs) Wants to grow into it. How about the Daredevil? Is now, that what the new one will be called the Daredevil. Mm-hmm. Okay. So if it's previously the called Dare. the, you drop the the, and if it's not, then you add the the. I think so. That's the rule. That's the rule. I like it. Uh, just make like Daredevil more like Batman, and you're good. All right. What's next? I always. <laughs> I always felt Daredevil was kind of Marvel's answer to Batman. He's all cool and hide around the city at night. And I, the original Daredevil movie was kind of fun, but most people hate it. And I feel like the casting was kind of weird with Michael Clark Duncan as the Kingpin and Colin Farrell as Bullseye. And he had like a ta- like a weird <laughs> engraving on his head. Just make it less cheesy. Try to make it like really brooding and dark. And uh, follow the comics a little more closely because Frank Miller did some really great Daredevil comics in the early 80s. Um, you know, maybe even push for that R. No, okay, no, let's not push for the R. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think that's well, it. Well, I mean, who's yeah. your, is he just beating up thugs in this movie? Do you have a villain in mind? I think you can do like. I'd like to see Bullseye again, but I'd like to see him have a costume, and I'd like to not see him be Irish. <laughs> I don't know why they did that. 
pretty sure he was was never Irish. In Colin Farrell was just so hot back then. They didn't want him to do an American accent. He's bald and he's like still goatee. That was the look back then. That was so 2003. <laughs> yeah, just make. I, I mean, I really can't think of anything else to say but make him more like Batman. So it's an origin story again in your mind? Yeah, just start over. Like, yeah, they kind of need to. Daredevil should have been a sweet friend. There's no reason it couldn't have been like another Iron Man or something or Spider Man or whatever. Well, those those but, movies I think of being a lot campier and more fun. I just mean in the in the vein of just being good, <laughs> <laughs> not necessarily being tonally similar to those movies. Just make it good. I feel like we will definitely get another Daredevil movie at some point. It's got to be dark. It's got to have like a lot of religious symbolism. And this is like half Christ exploitation. Like one fuck. Yeah. A meaningful one. A meaningful one. <laughs> fuck you, God. <laughs> Do you have anyone in mind to play Matt Murdock? Hmm. Matt Damon. I'd <laughs> <laughs> be the biggest fuck you. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. Probably some young douchebag. Who's a young douchebag? That's Taylor not Lautner. already playing. That's yes. not Taylor Lautner. Genius. No, he'll ruin it. <laughs> like uh, young douchebag. I don't like Garrett Headland or some. I don't even know who that is. He's a guy. I think he's a Tron something. What about Channing Tatum? Mm, he's a little too beefy. I feel like that was a problem. Daredevil looked too, like, thick. Daredevil's got to be really lanky. He's more like Spider-Man. He'll, like, lose 100 pounds for the role. <laughs> but, oh, so now you're just casting Chetty Taya for his superior acting. <laughs> <laughs> oh, for his douchiness. Why does Daredevil have to be douchey? You said he was douchey. <laughs> I, I said some young douchey actor, but yeah, exactly. Mean, douchey. Chang is just not good, though. <laughs> I don't think he's bad. I think he's okay. You could even hire Chang Tatum Jr. from Magic Mike. <laughs> I don't know. He hasn't I been in anything. Head of for your er er. There's like six F's in that guy's name. <laughs> Alex Pettifer. Pettifer. There's one F in his name. <laughs> Petty, Pettifer. Yeah, get him. He looks like he'd be down. <laughs> he looks like he'd be down. Uh, John, let me ask you one important question. Patrick Wilson as a daredevil? <laughs> now, as much as I'd like to see a daredevil musical... I think Patrick Wilson's a little long in the tooth. Mm, poor guy. Is he even, is he, how much older is he? Yeah, he's only a year younger than Ben Affleck. <laughs> you might as well just do with Ben Affleck again. <laughs> right. Will Smith is a daredevil? <laughs> Keep moving. Ah, uh, Divorce. 
or excuse me, the divorce, Italian style. <laughs> no, that that's bad. <laughs> uh, divorce, Italian styles, uh, an Italian comedy from the early '60s, starring Marcello Mastroianni, or as you guys call him, Barky Macaroni. <laughs> uh, the concept is pretty pretty funny um it's set in i guess a time when i think divorce was like illegal in italy so it's about this husband who he falls in love with another woman um when he's married and he you know he wants to get rid of his wife but he can't so he devises this plan to to like stage like this accident, like looking like she was cheating on him so he can just straight up murder her and basically say that, you know, he was so emotionally distraught that he killed her in a fit of rage and that's sort of his alibi. (laughs) Is that an alibi? (laughs) I guess. I did it, but... (laughs) So he'd rather... (laughs) be in jail for the rest of his life then I think he he can get away with it yeah temporary insanity fiddle rage although if you're going to the trouble of faking something like why not just fake your own death and move away cause he's got like friends and stuff yeah, cause it's not a good movie <laughs> I'm just wondering if, like, if they remade it, would they make it set in the same time period or would they make sort of a twist on it that it would be made in current day? I don't know. That would be... Like, you could do a pretty easy twist, right? Like, uh, like flip it so it's the wife who wants to get the divorce, right? And then maybe she married a rich guy. And she wants that money. Divorce (laughs) money. Maybe. But there's got to be murder in it. Uh, well, it's fun. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Just someone you really want to see dead as the other spouse. Channing Tatum? Yeah, Yeah, that'd be kind of fun. I haven't seen him die enough. I didn't even get to see G.I. Joe Retaliation where he may or may not die. Eh, he probably makes it through it. Anyways, this would be a dark comedy, so uh, I'm gonna go with the Coen Brothers. They've done remakes. Ooh. They did the Lady Killers. Regret. Yeah. For a better example. I mean, not as related, but I didn't like the Lady Killers. I never saw it. I just, is it too long? Is it too obscure for it to matter? Like the, the, the Coens could do it, but like Hollywood isn't like, we need that divorce Italian style remake. <laughs> <laughs> you know, they, they pull adaptations from just whatever they're willing to do. I don't, I don't think there's a rhyme or reason to what movies get remade. Well, I think it's recognizability. Sometimes. In most cases. Yeah, I suppose. People know what Battleship is. That could be a movie. 
that was the entire process there. <laughs> Don't act like you know, Sean. Some you shit were there, man. Yeah. <laughs> you were in those I'm, meetings. I'm sorry for insulting the artistic integrity of the creators of Battleship. <laughs> I'm sure the casting of Rihanna was based entirely on her acting talent. She came on a recommendation from Liam Neeson. <laughs> I like her music. Anyway, should we move on to Fantastic Four? Let's. God, I All love right. talking about superheroes. Fantastic Four would be sweet. Well, I mean, they have to do it, right? Because they're like the most important franchise in Marvel. Yeah, and they kind of fucked it up by making that weird, goofy comedy. <laughs> Remember that part where, like, there's... I want to play. Say they said they had like Adam Ant music, and they're like putting whipped shaving cream on the thing's hand. He's like, "Oh, we got it on his face." And I was like, "That's how I imagined that way to go." What is this? This is the Fantastic Four. They're just like hanging out. This is stupid. <laughs> no, make it more a little more serious. At least you know, like Avengers, something in that vein. They deserve at least that. I feel like Fantastic Four isn't that hard to do. Yeah. Yet they, they fucked it up. Cool, interesting powers. The Avengers made it work with like three characters who basically can just stand around and beat up people. <laughs> the Fantastic Four is pretty good characters. I, the original was reasonably cast, except for Jessica Alba. I don't know who's they're smoking there. She's real bad. But Ian Griffith was good. Michael Chiklis is good. Ooh, you know who I'd like to see Reed Richards, like if they made a new one? Go John on. Hamm. Oh, he wishes. Oh, <laughs> he would be so good. Like, he's the perfect type for that part. Brutal but yeah, you're, like you said, he wishes he could be the star of the next... Just like Patrick Dempsey wishes he could be Doctor Strange. It's like, it ain't gonna happen. Nuh-uh. TV man. But no, you could get John Hamm's Reed Richards... Uh, you know, Johnny Storm, Torch, uh, I don't know, Alex Pettiferer. <laughs> <laughs> and then get a great German actor to play uh, Dr. Doom. We got some pretty good, uh, you know, choices these days. You know, you could go for the handsome. You go for Michael Fassbender, which would be amazing. Christoph Waltz. You could go, yeah, that was the next thing I was going to say. Or you could go more, like, even more German. Because I feel like Michael Fassbender is, like, not that German. He's just born there. Is he? I didn't even know he's German. I think he's German-born, but like Irish raised. Seems okay. Well, his last name's hella German. Yeah, but, but I don't think anything else about him is. <laughs> Give him a break. <laughs> I'm not giving him a hard time. I'm just trying to get my facts straightened out. But just like this is stupid. This is like what I'm saying for Daredevil. Just like make it good, you know? Yeah, just. <laughs> You know, get like uh, Brad Bird or something, even though he already did The Incredibles. <laughs> he knows what he's doing. You could get Michael Chiklis again. He was. I can't, it's hard for me to think of someone else who would be. Stallone. <laughs> that sucks, Sean. You know that sucks. <laughs> like, you, you got to do the thing CG, and you're not getting Sylvester Stallone for his voice. <laughs> I would. <laughs> Show Celestia Saloon sound like is the thing. You just be like, 
Now I just want them back into a human. <laughs> it's clubbing time. <laughs> yeah, I don't know why you went with me. That's like so bad. Because I can never understand what you're saying when you do this, so that's what you should learn. Well, nobody's perfect. Yeah, they should get Stallone for the I Am Sam remake. <laughs> <laughs> he wouldn't even have to go full retard. He'd just act like himself. I Am Sam. There you go. It writes itself. <laughs> <laughs> you have to see the original. Yeah, we'll just keep saying the title of the movie. More action pack. <laughs> He'd start killing dudes. It's Sam! Get him! <laughs> I'm uh, gonna shoot you guys. <laughs> dialogue. There you go. That's dialogue. And yeah. Like, and the excuse will just be his dialogue's so bad because, you know, he, he's retarded. That's the tagline. I'm <laughs> <laughs> G. Yeah, yeah. yeah, so maybe not Stallone as an astronaut. <laughs> the problem with Fantastic Four is Fox still owns them, and like they've got the motivation to make the movie, but I really want to see it somehow go back to Marvel so they can roll those guys into Marvel Phase 2 or 3, whatever it would be on. Oh, yeah. Give it to Kenneth Branagh, make it more theatrical. I don't know about that. I, I, it's inherently goofy, but I don't know how goofy to make Fantastic Four. Don't make it goofy at all. But it's like a family that goes into space. Yeah, don't, you don't have to make goofy. Star Trek, they go into space. They're not like a family. They're they're military group. They're close like a family. Good one, John. <laughs> it's not like, oh... We're family. We're going on vacation. No, it was for scientific research. They just happen to be, some of them happen to be related. It's like, you know, like Lost in Space. Because that movie <laughs> sucked so much. You guys ever see Lost in Space? Hell yeah. Matt, no. I don't know what they, like, he was thinking he had a career. So it's, oh God, so bad. Gary Oldman turned into this Spider Man monster. That was terrifying. <laughs> it makes fucking sense. Oh my God, that was so bad. That that could be remade. Make it more retro. Don't try to make it all like with weird cyber hats. Don't make cyber it an action movie. Cyber suits. Matt was... LeBlanc had like this robotic helmet in that. It was sweet. He like turned around with his gun and like it all like turned into armor on him. He didn't even do anything. He was just sitting there. Yeah, it's like it's... they're not paying me enough for this. Yeah. So none of that for Fantastic Four. But all of that for Green Lantern. Love Flash Gordon. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Let me talk about Green Lantern. Okay. Damn it, Paul. I want to talk about Green Lantern. Talk, talk about it. Just what, 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 what do you want to have a Green Lantern movie? Well, we've talked about this before. There are two routes, right? There's the comedy route with Jack Black. Still on the table, I think. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I think it would probably be animated at this point. That's a good point, John. Uh, other option is most beautiful, just astounding journey 
into like a Star Wars movie, basically. Just like really well done Star Wars movie, but with a space cop. And that'd be sweet. Now, last time I talked about that, we weren't getting another Star Wars movie. So I was like, eh, maybe Green Lantern could be good. Now we are. So now they'd have to try a little harder to differentiate. So they'd have to space cop it up more. And we've already know for a fact we're not getting a sequel to the sweet dread remake. So I would propose you get Carl Urban involved. You get him space copping it up. I don't know. Carl Urban's a little too rough around the edges. That's I feel like he'd want to drop some F bombs. He would. <laughs> They're not, they're not even in the script. He just drops. <laughs> you know, you need to get more of like a Bradley Cooper. Hey, Bradley Cooper and everything. <laughs> Why don't you just put in Chan, Channing Tatum? Or James Franco. <laughs> or some bullshit. <laughs> no, you only put in James Franco when like the lead character doesn't matter at all. You're just like a complete blank slate. <laughs> yeah, Green Lantern matters a little bit. Matters a whole lot. It's a personal journey into the galaxy. Uh, you actually saw Green Lantern, right, John? This is correct. What went right there? What could they build off of? What went right? What went right? It was cool when he went to the Green Lantern planet and met all God the other Green right. Lanterns. But uh, there wasn't a lot of that. And it was also tongue-in-cheek, like a lot of really dumb jokes. <laughs> And like Green Lantern kept making jokes like, "Oh, look, I'm making Green Lantern penis." <laughs> like he didn't do that, but stuff like that, like, "Oh, I'm kicking this guy with a big boot." Does the shoe fit? Uh, you know, just like stop making <laughs> <your> goddamn ring. <laughs> Don't make it tongue in cheek. Make it more serious. I feel like like some of these we talk about, you know, like a, maybe like a Spider-Man, Iron Man should be kind of like a little light. But I feel like Green Lantern is so silly that you should try to make it serious mm-hmm. or is you know, just try, take it as seriously as possible i feel like that's what they should do with most of the dc movies because so many dc characters are so ridiculous that if you try to make jokes about it they're they're more likely going to misfire so try to make try to make people believe this world you know He could do anything. He could just go to plants and fuck shit up and be like, you shouldn't have done that. He'd be like, oh, God damn it, I just needed to. This is still my Carl Urban vision. <laughs> and don't give him a CG suit. That looks so stupid. Yeah, what the fuck was that all about? Looks so bad. Make him look like he's naked. That's cool. <laughs> it's like some Joel Schumacher shit. Yeah. Too- Whoever directed that. You asshole. I think it was Martin Campbell. He's just getting paid. <laughs> He's just one of those guys. He's, it's just a job. He just filled his pool up with money. I was like, we're shooting tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's how, that's how it happened. God, what a mess. So, yeah. More space. Make More it mostly space. in space. Yes. Because Green Lantern on Earth is weird. Because then he's like running into guys in bars like, look what I can do. Slap you in the face with a big hand. (laughs) (laughs) He sounds like a real dick. (laughs) 
<laughs> we had lots of great jokes of that movie. Remember that? I, there's one I brought up on another podcast. Remember, he's like with a chick, and he's like, oh, "There's water in the tap." Uh. <laughs> like, oh, nice. I don't get it. Well, she's like, "You have anything to drink?" He's like, oh, "There's water in the tap." <laughs> I That's don't get it. I don't get it. <laughs> That's all he's got to drink. What do you mean? It's funny because everyone has that. Hmm? It's not funny because he's so pathetic. <laughs> no, he wasn't like really super poor. He's just a dick. No, I was a piece of shit. I don't, I don't know what to tell you. I can't explain it any further. And I won't. When when we're talking about these superhero movies, like that are recent, do we have any real hope? Like like a movie like Wolverine, the new one, is it kind of just like forgetting the last one? Can we can we do that? Can we just look like that's what it's doing? Just make another one and pretend the other one didn't happen. That's what they did with the Amazing Spider Man. They can do whatever they want. Uh, now I hate myself because I hated that movie so much. I'm advocating the same approach. Like, is, yeah. is Hugh Jackman gonna play Wolverine like forever? Yeah. Or, like when he gets super old, are they gonna make super old Wolverine movies? Yeah. That'll be sweet because this will also be in space because he's like immortal. To be super old, it's gotta be hella future. <laughs> so like, if you're immortal, you gone. still age, but it just takes a long time. <clears throat> Well, he didn't stay a child forever. I mean, in the X-Men world, you start experiencing your mutation when you're a teenager. He didn't stay a teenager forever. I think, yeah, it just takes him a real long time to get old. That'd be sweet. He'll have a spaceship. So, like, jump out of it and kill stuff with his claws. Is this, like, based on anything? It's based on real life. A knowledge of how aging works and... Spaceships. Moving on. Flash Gordon. Lots of spaceships. I tried watching the original Flash Gordon a couple days ago, and I couldn't make it all the way through because it's so cheesy. There's some things I like about it. It's just it's just weird because, you know, George Lucas wanted to make Flash Gordon. Like, what if that was our Star Wars? Because if he'd done it with all the Star Wars people, it probably could have been pretty cool. I mean, everything's, you know, there. Uh, Flash Gordon... I think in the version that got made in 1980, he was like a, yeah, he was a football player and then a bunch of meteors start hitting the earth and he's like, oh shit. And he gets on this plane and then it crashes in this lab and this guy's like, I built a spaceship. Let's, let's go to space. <laughs> <laughs> oh dude. And the guy's assistant, <coughs> Porkins. Oh. <laughs> that is awesome. I know, right? And they go to space and they go to like this planet where there's this guy named Ming the Merciless and he rules. And they're like, oh, this guy's douche. Let's stop this guy. I think in the original Flash Gordon comics, he was like Flash Gordon was like a <laughs> Wikipedia describes him as a handsome polo player instead of like a football player. But yeah, just kind of give it that that retro charm, make it like Star Wars, update the effects. That was the main thing. The effects in that movie don't hold up. They look really silly. Though you could totally backfire with this and just make another John Carter. Because Flash Gordon is really similar to John Carter. They're, they're both about 
taking handsome guys and then taking them out of their element into this like sci-fi world they don't know nothing about. But like all the all like if you look at all those old serials and comics, like all the character designs are so cool and all the cool aliens and monsters. It should work. Where did John just, Carter go wrong? I don't know because I didn't see John Carter. Well, no one did. Sean's not part of it. <laughs> Where did it go wrong, Sean? The marketing. So like the, the movie was, the movie was fine. I think I think it was like on par with like a Pirates of the Caribbean, maybe. Um, not 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 like the first one, but better than the sequels. A pretty pretty mildly pleasing movie, but it, it's too long, I guess. I, I think people would have liked it if they gave it a chance. It's just not remarkably like interesting. It's pretty forgettable. He jumps a lot, and it's kind of cool. As a fan, of always a lifetime, lifelong fan of uh, super jumping ability. <laughs> it's cool. But he jumps a whole lot. It's like basically the whole movie is him jumping around. <laughs> So, like confusing or something or complicated well it's it's about mars politics but it's like who cares like why why worry about that when he can jump so high and so far <laughs> i thought but I, mean, I thought jump super jumping ability was all about distance not height it is all about distance it looks terrible but it's awesome <laughs> what what's the vertical on super jumping ability well just like normal However high you can normally jump. I think it's a little more than that. I think if you're going to use super jumping ability, it's it's not about getting that much height because obviously you're not going to live through you know gravity throwing you back down to the earth. Uh, it's more about like how high do you need to get up to go where you need to go, you know? <laughs> sure. Like Kind of like the Hulk, I guess, in the Hulk movies. Just jumping around. It's not, it's not like up in the clouds. Okay. Maybe he is in that first one, Angley Hulk. He was fucking high. I mean, not on drugs. No. By the end of that movie, everyone's pretty high on drugs. <laughs> that was a weird last half of that movie when he's like fighting the elemental Nick Nolte. I'm not sure what's going on there. But for Flash Gordon, you know, just stick to the hero's journey, keep it really basic. Give it a nice retro charm, kind of like the J.J. Abrams Star Treks. I like how those kind of look like they're the 60s, but they're still kind of modern. And so you can kind of give this a 1930s, 40s kind of spin to it. Uh, entertaining. Don't go too crazy with the CG. <laughs> Keep the Flash Gordon theme song because it's one of the greatest. <laughs> oh, my God. That was the best part was the opening credits. There's, they show, like, old comic strips of Flash Gordon, and they went, Flash I mean, as we said, it should be the national anthem for the UK. <laughs> it should. Uh, you know, I think they, they got something there. Flash Gordon should be easy. It should be easy. And I don't even think... I've never finished the original. I don't think it's that bad. It's just... I don't know. I, you never finished it, and it's only 111 minutes long. I'm just like, this should be better, like, the effects-wise. And... The guy who plays Flash Gordon isn't that good. He's pretty okay. Porkins is great, though. He's hilarious. And uh, so, what do you mean the original? Is this the movie or the? 
the original movie from 1980. Okay. Because once they did make Star Wars, like, all right, now we got, let's make the next one. Like, this will be also be a hit. <laughs> I don't know that it was a hit. I feel like it did okay. Hmm. It's got its following. But I don't know if that's because it's good. I think some people like it. Mark Wahlberg liked it and Ted. So. <laughs> yeah. God, he just fights everything. I'm just looking at images of Flash Gordon comics. <laughs> Dinosaurs, aliens, some sort of lion man. He don't care. Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, iRobot, I would like to see, for the exact opposite reasons of Flash Gordon, uh, I don't want a campy movie. I want some hard sci-fi, like nothing happens sci-fi. Star Trek 1, hard sci-fi. <laughs> no. <laughs> At least let it have, like, talking in it. Star Trek Please 1 has no like, talking? No, it's just, like, shots of space that <laughs> last for, like... 15 minutes at a time. <laughs> I'm so Sucks. excited to watch that movie. It's terrible. Because <laughs> uh, iRobot is Asimov's collection of short stories about, like, life with robots, man. Like, people being worried about, you know, I, th I think they call it, like, Frankenstein's, like, basically the idea that, you know, once man plays God... It'll rise up and destroy everything. And how, like, maybe sometimes that happens a little bit, but not always. So are you Usually not are you not a, are you not a fan of uh, the original? No, because, like, why did that have to be iRobot? I don't know. I'm not, I haven't read the story, <laughs> so I don't know, like, what's wrong with it. I, I enjoyed I it. Well, iRobot is a collection of short stories, and it... The Will Smith one was just very loosely captured one okay. of them. You, well, you, Sean, you're familiar with the, the 70s, late 70s script that was written. I'm not. What's that oh. all about? Oh, well, in the late 70s, Isaac Asimov and Harlan Ellison. Okay. Famous crazy person. Yeah. Who, uh, who also wrote a bunch of Star Trek episodes. He wrote, you know, City on the Edge of Forever. They wrote a screenplay in the late 70s where Harlan Ellison took all the stories and combined them with an arc, and him and Isaac Asimov were like, this is fucking amazing. This is, like, the greatest <laughs> thing ever. But they just couldn't get the money, and the studio's saying, we just can't pull off this, this movie. But what they did do is you can buy that screenplay, the illustrated screenplay. They illustrated it, and you can buy it in bookstores. And supposedly it's super intelligent, definitely, like, Star Trek, classic Star Trek, like, just very smart, very thought-provoking with really sweet robot stuff. And it sounds like the greatest thing ever, but it's never been made for whatever reason. Well, they should do that. Uh, because so there's already a, a, supposedly a really awesome script out there. I have a, a real appreciation for, like, real science fiction, not not science fantasy, that not, not movies that necessarily would make a lot of money, uh, but, but the, you know, real great sci-fi tells as much, Ah, fuck, fuck, fuck the whole sci-fi speech. It'd be cool, man. Robot life. Wouldn't you want a documentary about, like, robot life? Just, like, showing you what it'd be like. Don't be so scared. It's cool. They're helping out. They're your friends. So, so, the iRobot you're talking about, like, what's the conflict? 
just the a, conflict is the reality of life changing with with robots. It's about life, man. Tree of life. Okay. So so just what what's your opinion on on the actual iRobot movie? <sighs> like are you, I have, are you more I just in theaters and I can what here's what I remember about it. Shia LaBeouf has a gun and he doesn't shoot himself, so that's disappointing. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot that he was in it. And Will Smith buys Converse shoes and he's like, get out, fucking vintage, man. These are, these are some fresh Converse. That's what I remember about that movie. I remember he's like working out at one point and he's like super ripped. Yeah, I remember that. He's ah, like, check it out. I remember iPod, liking that movie. I feel like that's four vintage. There's just lots of references to the year it was made. Pepsi Cola, 2004. <laughs> oh, this, this tastes really bad. I shouldn't have drunk this. So you trying Isn't to see Bison McBride's boss? Huh? I feel like Shia McBride's his boss. Is that true? I don't that sounds know. right. Yeah, it was. And he has a shotgun at one point, and he shoots a robot. This is true. Flies out the window. Yeah, it does. It's awesome. That movie's pretty sweet. I, re- I remember liking it. <laughs> yeah, but it just it doesn't really bear yeah, any I, similarities to one of the most seminal, greatest sci-fi works of all time. Yeah. So you guys just kind of want a, a, a movie that's going to be true to the, the source material. Yeah. I want something more in the vein of Bicentennial Man or AI, but good. <laughs> yeah. God, it would have been so cool if they'd done that late 70s script and then gotten like Ridley Scott. Uh, it's been awesome. <laughs> I want to go. I really want to read that screenplay, but I couldn't find it on the interweb without using money. That's the trick. But a lot of people are really into it. A lot of sci-fi geeks. Those guys are all right in my book. It's because you are one. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I didn't even know about this. I'm trying. I'm trying my best here, guys. It's, it's probably got a Wikipedia or something. Well, uh, something that has a Wikipedia page guaranteed is Metropolis. So I guess this would fall sort of under the King Kong category where, yeah, you know, it's a movie that's a classic, but uh, I'd kind of like to see what someone would be able to do with it with our uh, modern special effects. Um... Because you don't see too many shots of the city as a whole. There's like a few, and they're pretty cool, especially for their time, considering it was made in 1927. But I'd, I'd, I'd like to see what someone could do with a more fully realized world of this sort of dank, dark, sort of German expressionism-inspired look at a dystopian future. And I also feel like... Of the silent films I've seen, this is one that definitely has a lot of title cards. I think there's a lot of reading in it because it is kind of a it's it's a more cerebral film, I guess. Reading sucks. Yeah. <laughs> I'm all about remaking silent movies. You guys ever see the remake of Nosferatu? No. It's pretty good. Werner Herzog. <laughs> so it's like, I'd, be, I'd be down for Cabinet of Dr. Caligari. 
I was tempted to put that on because, yeah, it would have to be directed by Tim Burton, but it's like... Uh, Danny DeVito. I don't know. Is, is Tim Burton going to do another good movie again? No. Yeah, so I figured, eh, fuck it. Metropolis, I don't know who I'd go with. Uh, Tim Burton? Tim Burton, I guess. Are you kidding me? Not someone like Lars von Trier? Just make it disturbing as all hell? Werner Herzog? <laughs> Uh, Michael Shannon definitely get Michael Shannon up in there I mean I, I know Chris Nolan said that Metropolis inspired kind of the epic scale of Dark Knight Rises I think he'd do a pretty cool job of it. yeah even though I sci-fi yeah even though what even though I, I'm kind of annoyed when people are like, oh, just get Chris Nolan to direct this big franchise movie. I only know five directors offhand. Just get Chris Nolan or like, uh, I don't know, J.J. Abrams. Ooh, or Neil Blomkamp. I mean, and people don't bring him up, but he'd be good. <laughs> yeah, that'd be good. Even though I don't really know what that guy can do other than District 9. No, he's only done one movie. It's the only movie he's got, but he can do sci-fi. Oscar nominated, though. That's right. That's weird. That I feel like I didn't like that best. movie. Well, I feel like you're not right. But... <laughs> <laughs> do you feel like I, I liked it? I'm pretty sure you liked it. I just remember, like... Being so annoyed with South African accents. It's like, God, it's like the worst <laughs> accent in the world. It's a district knowing. That's it's, like, it's like everything that's good about New Zealand accents, but it's like it's just. But then with like Dutch. Worse. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it sucks. It's like, what's all this Norwegian bullshit? You know? <laughs> <laughs> I go, well, this isn't New Zealand people. Yeah. Where's Britt McKenzie? Yeah, seriously. God, they should have made that movie. District 9 uh, in New Zealand with Brett McKenzie. A musical? No. See, that's the thing. I recently rewatched Father of the Concords, and it's like, I'm not, a, like, the songs are probably my least favorite part. I'm just about New Zealand people talking. That's all I'm about. Like, because you enjoy the dialogue, or because you just think they sound funny? It's not that they sound funny. It's just that everything they say is funny because the way they sound. <laughs> so the latter. <laughs> so what we're saying is Brett McKenzie should be in Metropolis. But it's a comedy. Right. <laughs> it's a comedy. Yeah. Okay. Sounds good. <laughs> about the never-ending story? The never-ending story. Do you guys watch this movie as kids? No. No, no this was one I was just <laughs> always aware of as yeah. a kid. And I was like, I'm a kid. Kids like this movie. Maybe I should watch it sometime. But I never got around That's to exactly it. exactly my story. <laughs> this just falls skip. under that kind of like Jim Henson-y feeling, kind of labyrinth kind of stuff. I think it's Wolfgang Peterson made that movie. Hmm. I feel like kind of weird. I feel like it's one of those movies. I feel like it's one of those. I feel like it's one of those movies that I just felt like it was six hours long, so I never even bothered to try to watch it. For a kid, it's, it's like never it's like ending. It's like a hundred minutes, dude. That's pretty long for a kid. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> I mean, Dumbo's only seventy minutes, and that's freaking epic. 
But what was so cool about Neverending Story is there'd be this fan, this fantasy world. God, what the hell was it called? It's like Fantastica. Or something. It's been such a long time since I see it. I don't know. I could look it up probably. Uh, I don't know. Fan, fantastic Fantasia. I don't know something like that. But all the the creatures that inhabited this world were so cool. Basically, for if you guys don't know the story, it was about like this kid who gets bullied. And he finds this book that I, I can't even remember if the book was called Neverending Story, but he finds this book and it's about like this kid named Atreyu, who's kind of like this Native American warrior kid. And he lives in this fantasy world where there's this thing called the nothingness and it's just like destroying the whole world and he's got to stop it. And he meets this giant furry dragon and there's all these cool monsters and they're all like giant puppets and they look cool, but. I think this would be really sweet if you just updated some of the effects. And it is based on a book, so you could probably make it a little more faithful. I know that there is some cool monsters that they cut out, like a giant spider and some other stuff like that. I feel like the author was super pissed off about the movie and tried to sue it. So and I feel like it's like a fantasy classic, so you know, make it more um, faithful. I've never read the book, so I don't really know what they change. I know for one thing, the main character, Atreyu, was like, had like blue skin or something. So that could be cool. And the kid reading the book was like fat kid. So I mean, pretty funny. I mean, fat kid. <laughs> I, I didn't, I know some people who would enjoy that. <laughs> I'm trying to, look, I'm just trying to look up some other differences, but you know, it's not good to go to places like Yahoo Answers where people ask things like, what is the same between the movie and book, The Never-Ending Story? Mm-hmm. A very per- uh, poorly worded question. <laughs> it sounds like uh, like they didn't even get, like they got to like the middle of the book for the movie and they're like, eh, fuck it, we'll end it here. <laughs> sounds like there's they didn't even finish it. It's too long. <laughs> sounds like there's a lot of cool monsters and just... Uh, other effects that they couldn't do, so they cut them out. So just put in more monsters, put in more effects, do a more faithful adaptation. I'm really surprised it hasn't been remade. Uh, and get another sweet uh, theme song. Original was uh, pretty good, but it's done by like the lead singer of Kajagugu. And they can't bring that back? Who's the Kajagugu of today? I don't know who Kajagugu is. I like barely do. <laughs> to shy, shy, hush, hush, eye to eye. Nothing. Uh, Who's like a, like the bravery? That's <laughs> maybe like eight years ago. <laughs> Who, you, give it to Dis- just like Disney. Just buy it. They'll do a good job. Mm-hmm. Who could who could make it? I feel like this movie would be the ultimate hipster movie. Totally. There's no reason. Like even never... more than where the wild things are. Oh man, that's hard to beat. This could totally like if you gave this to Spike Jones or like uh Michelle Gondry, that'd blow my mind. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it's gonna be a more faithful adaptation with either of those guys, though. Well, Spike Jones, maybe, yeah, maybe. I feel like he did the most, you know, like he did what he could with where the wild things are. There's not a lot to work with with that book. <laughs> not a lot of things. 
mostly just like a bunch of freaky, freaky drawings. <laughs> it's true. So yeah, you know, you try to uh, you, the piece of the author a little bit more. He was kind of he's kind of down on that. Oh, no, he's dead. <laughs> well, his family then make his family a little happier. Maybe put him in the movie. His corpse. <laughs> That'd no. be confusing because, like, it's a it's a movie where a kids reading a book, and then you get to see inside that book, and then it'd be the author who like wrote the kid <laughs> reading the book. <laughs> it's like so inceptiony. It's going so deep to do it. Because like he's the greatest of all time, or J. Abrams, or they could both direct. Like one could direct one, the other could direct the sequel. I never saw the sequel. I think it has Jack Black. Good. <laughs> Good. His breakout role. You know what else could use a little dose of Jack Black? Green Lantern. We're not talking about that. We're talking about the Running Man. Jack <laughs> couldn't do that. No. He couldn't do the Running Man. No, he's not so good at running. I would not have suggested Jack Black for The Running Man. No, this is like an all right Arnold movie. I just feel like it needed to be more violent because it revolves around this TV show in which, you know, it's the future and we've turned into this society with a complete bloodlust. So we, you know, we got to watch people just like kill each other. And survive and eventually have sweet boss battles. But those were always kind of a letdown. One liners in this movie weren't that good either. Sub Zero, now Plane Zero. Yeah. Not so good. Good. But now, like, since this is like basically like the Hunger Games, yeah. Yeah. Cool. Or no, I, I like the idea of making an R because wasn't it PG 13? I think it was R, but it certainly felt like it was PG thirteen. Like compared to like Total Recall, which is yeah, super violent. There wasn't that many f bombs either. There was like one. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's like big. Big shit. Let him get who get, get who in this? Carl Urban and Ludacris. Carl Urban. <laughs> I, don't know, I, was, I was thinking maybe The Rock. Is Carl Urban just permanently replacing Arnold? Carl Urban and The Rock. I could see him in like any Arnold role now. Now that I've opened that up, do you feel like Great. The Rock is trying to go by Dwayne Johnson, but no one's letting him? I feel like everyone's letting him except for us because we were calling him Dwayne Johnson when he's going by The Rock. <laughs> we're just trying to fuck with him. Just trolling Dwayne Johnson, The Rock. Yeah, bring it on. And since they had what's his name, Richard Dawson. In the original, as the game show host, get another like current game show host to play the game show. Just get Steve Harvey, Steve Harvey. <laughs> the current host of Family Feud, and, or Louis Anderson. Louis Anderson, hey, you're gonna die. <laughs> and just get then he get Drew Carey, and like all his fat starts coming out of a hole, springs a loop. Uh, okay, that doesn't make any sense. Depressing. That's Steve Harvey with his bitty bitty buttons. No, you gotta go Drew Carey. It's too nice. Bomb. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, unless it's like whose line is it anyway? Like outtakes. <laughs> <laughs> but 
people. I really would love to see The Rock murder Drew Carey. It'd <laughs> <laughs> be a good way for him to murder him. <laughs> rips his head off. Like rips out his spine and starts hitting him with it. He's already dead if you <laughs> ripped your spine. Oh, he like, he's like, I can't move. And he's just like trying to whip him with it. And then he like shoves it down his throat. <laughs> Back into and- place. <laughs> like it's all messed up so he like he tries to walk and like walks backwards and falls down like an escalator like take the like drives a cement mixer over him so he's like all flat but he's like still alive and then he like gets a lawnmower bows the lawn with him that's what yeah. I call mowing the lawn. Because, I mean, this movie's got to have so many awesome kills, but, like, the final one just has to put it over the edge. So. The greatest kill scene. Yeah. It's of just killing Drew Carey. You can't let people down with that final showdown between a short, stocky guy and, like, the most ripped actor in Hollywood. Hey, Drew Carey's lost some weight. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're right. He's, he, he's, he's got a chance. He's got a fighting chance. He gets in one good punch. Like, the rock's like, come on, give me one. He's like, all right. And then, boom, 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 starts pumping him. You and then, like I said, rock. Like, making him eat his spine and fall down the escalator a lot more. <laughs> Flamethrower. I love to make him eat his spine. <laughs> <laughs> Spine time. Maybe I have a better one than that. That's about as good as a running game. <laughs> it's spine time. It's time. Now you're going to die. Colin, did you put this on the list? Yeah, I did. That surprised me because like, this is like the most cynical entry on the list. Because it's so easy to be like, oh, Hunger Games are popular. Here's something people recognize from the past. Don't Let's make that a movie. Don't forget that it was based on a Stephen King short story, so maybe there's something in that short story to follow a little more closely. I doubt it. Pretty sure Stephen King didn't imagine Arnold Schwarzenegger when he was writing that. <laughs> well, if he wasn't at least prepared for that, I don't know what he's doing. Touche. Sullivan's Travels. Traveling down with Sullivan. So first, let's ex- kind of you know explain what Sullivan's Travels is about. Well, there's this filmmaker, right? He's the hottest director in the world, and he's like, "I, I got don't know it." About that, but <laughs> maybe the hottest comedy director. He's like, "I got it. I'm gonna make a movie about like what life is really like." During these tough times, was this when was when did this come out? The forties. This was early forties. So yeah, hard times, man. And so he decides to like become a bum, even though he's all rich. Yeah, just go on the road, see what it's like being a hobo. Because that'll like give him the experience to make this important film about. The harsher side of life. Yeah, you know, it's it's gonna be this big turning point in his career. Mm-hmm. Because because what he's known for is making these dumb, like slapstick comedies. So in our version, 
it'd, it'd be a modern day sort of adaptation or reimagining of it where it's <laughs> it instead stars Michael Bay as himself <laughs> you know after years of making dumb action movies with just tons of explosions he decides I'm going to make a real movie about the harsh realities of of modern society so <laughs> and I think the movie's a comedy right yeah, I think so. It'd yeah. be very tug-and-cheek. Oh, like know. Three Stooges. Uh, <laughs> <Very> sure. <laughs> and I think it's got to be, like, as Michael Bay goes on his hilarious adventures, he realizes kind of like kind of like idiocracy or something, where it's like, oh, shit, maybe I need to start doing, like, more serious stuff. Right? That's how it's got to be, right? No, I feel like it'd be the same as Sullivan's Travels, where at the end he sees some event that involves a giant explosion, and he says, wait, people are enjoying this. This is what the world needs. It needs explosions. And then he just has like a montage of a bunch of explosions at the end. <laughs> the way Sullivan's Travels has a montage of people laughing at the end. That's how I and see it. And then the world blows up at the end? Uh, <laughs> but there's like a question mark. <laughs> sequel. I don't know what that question mark signifies. <laughs> no this, one does. Did this happen in his movie or did it happen in reality? Because everyone was watching the movie. So it makes it so deep. Where does he see the explosion? Like a monster truck rally? I don't. I don't know. What's a good? Where do explosions happen? Like blowing up sports arenas? <laughs> Yeah, that could be good because usually a bunch of people will, cr you know, form a giant crowd and watch, watch those things happen. You should like blow that's, up. That's usually an implosion, not an explosion. Yeah, but <laughs> someone decides to do an explosion. The final one will be like a, like just he'll blow up Manhattan. The entire <laughs> island will just explode. He blows up Manhattan? <laughs> like, he realizes, wait, this is cool how I blew up Manhattan. <laughs> yep. It's, it's, it's his latest, grandest special effect for his latest movie. But then it he actually decides... happens. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I, think, up. I think it'll, it'll be like, he wasn't trying to blow up all of Manhattan. He was just trying to blow up, like, this one condemned building. But then he starts, it just, I don't know, it catches on. It spreads like wildfire. Just everything's blowing up. Then he's like, this is my masterpiece. Question mark? It's kind of dark. Yeah, I guess. It really, it really makes me uncomfortable. It's like a comedy. Is he like laughing at it when it happens? <laughs> and it's playing, here comes the boom, ready or not. <laughs> <laughs> Featuring POD, whatever those guys are, they're like in it. TOP, T. What? I don't know. What they're called. Yeah, they're called POD. Who was that band we played with that one time? There was a band we played with called TOP. Yes, nice. Nice. <laughs> that is something that. Happened. But we didn't get to see them. No, we didn't. Because we had to go see and uh, watch Andrew WK's TV show. Right? Yep. Yeah. Andrew WK could be in this. <laughs> yeah, he could. 
<laughs> he's like his guardian angel. <laughs> Pretty but sure they didn't have that in Sullivan's travels, but but he's still he's wearing. Muscle. Is he still wearing his like sweaty t-shirt? And, yeah, yeah, it's kind of like play. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, dude, no, people like explosions. They're like, really cool. <laughs> you just try your best. Like, really Do your best. Just try your best, man. <laughs> this show is awesome. You like how they act? I don't know. Does he actually get to play himself or is someone playing Michael Bay? <laughs> like James Franco. <laughs> no. <laughs> he doesn't really look like Michael Bay. Doesn't matter. No one knows uh, what Michael Bay looks like. Yeah, they do. Not yeah, people that like go to Michael Bay movies. Play oh yeah, he looks he does look like Michael Bay. But Andy WK plays himself. He's All right. Really talented at everything. Who would be the uh, the love interest? Or the wife. Uh, Jessica Beale. Eva Mendes. No way. Michael Bay be like, you're too old for me. <laughs> too old? Like Blake Lively or something? I think your casting was still a little too much acting talent for Michael Bay. <laughs> <laughs> Why not uh, Megan Fox? See, that's the easy thing. It's easy to say that. Well, this is a Michael Bay movie. <laughs> it's yeah, not like he's gonna challenge himself. Is he directing this? I guess <laughs> if he's not starring in it. Well, I like it. I like that he stars and directs. <laughs> yeah, sure. Why not? I think we've talked about this enough. What we haven't talked about enough in our lives is Swamp Thing. Swamp Thing had a movie version. And it was lame. In like 1980, Wes Craven. He just looked stupid. <laughs> and he's just like fine guys with machine guns. <laughs> That's dumb. You see, what's cool about Swamp Thing is he was like a universal monster who fought like other fucked up monsters. And he was awesome. Like they didn't do any of that. I mean, th- I think they did that in the second one, but the second one was like so cartoony. And I like Heather Locklear and stuff. And it was just really bad. No, you need him to do it serious. Make it like a Universal Monster movie, but like also like a superhero yeah. movie. Yeah? And he could fight... Uh, what was the name of his arch nemesis? Some... I could look this. I gotta, I gotta Google this. All Land I know man. is... What? Landman. Land. <laughs> I think it was a little more creative than that. That's about as creative as Swamp Thing. He always... Dude, Swamp Thing's awesome. He always fought like this guy who wanted to be Swamp Thing. He was this fragile old man, Anton Arcane. And he was like, I want your body so I can be strong. Like, dude, like you got sweet powers, bro. Like, I want that. Bro. Hey, John, let me ask you an important question. Does Anton Arcane have arcane powers or does he have a cane <laughs> he did have a cane. He does have a cane. Well, he's he's a frail old man. What was sweet in the comics is he had like this tower in the swamp, <laughs> and he took Swamp Thing up there. And Anton Arcane had this army of dead bodies that he sewed together called the Unmen. And then uh, there was some altercation where Anton Arcane like fell off the tower. And then next time Swamp Thing saw him. The unmen had put Anton Arcane back together, and he's like super deformed, a monster. He's super disturbing. 
So I want to see that happen. I want to see John Malkovich fall off big tower and then <laughs> zombies put him back together. So he's like a zombie. But isn't that what he wanted? Well, no, he wanted like to be super strong, like Swamp Thing, but his retarded unmen made him like, like they weren't good at, they weren't like smart. So they put him together like all wrong. So he had like, you know, too many legs and just like bone deformities. <laughs> he wanted to be, you know, like super strong, have sweet swamp powers. And that ain't what he got. So yeah, just update the, update the effects, make more monsters, hard PG-13. So Maybe it's kind of dark and gothic. How is Swamp Thing going to compete with our remake of Creature from the Black Lagoon, which comes out just three months before Swamp Thing? <laughs> I mean, what do you mean? You know, that, that type similar. of thing just happens, you know? Deep Impact Armageddon, Olympus has fallen, White has down. It's just sometimes it happens. I mean, they're totally different stories. I mean, Creature from the Black Lagoon is like about a team of explorers and they run into some monster and they got to deal with it. Swamp Thing's more like this guy who's like dealing with all these emotional hot problems. <laughs> like I'm a Swamp Thing now. There's this chick, but she's not going to accept me anymore. What do I do? And then there's and John Malkovich wants my hot bod. Like they're different. They're totally different. I mean, they're similar in that they're both weird green monsters that are near water. But like the emotional story is totally different in both of them. Swamp Thing's totally awesome. Would he did Swamp have a Thing... TV show in like the late '80s, early '90s, but it was in. Eh. Was it? Eh? So you wouldn't want a, a movie adaptation of that. Is Swamp Thing? Is this like part of the uh, Justice League initiative? I mean, no, don't put him in. It's gonna be weird. I mean, he's in the DC universe, and sometimes he has like, met Batman's like, "What's up?" But... <laughs> he just stops by. Hey. I did have, like, a, a comic where he went to Gotham. Batman's like, what's up? And they're like, hey. And they beat up some criminals or something. But I don't – I always thought that was kind of weird. The Swamp Thing – I don't want to see him hang out with Flash and Superman and stuff. That will be weird. I want to have superhero sleepovers. Because Swamp Thing's cool. Those other guys were kind of corny. I just don't think they gel that well. I, I feel like a Swamp Thing movie is definitely going to happen someday, and there's I feel like there's always talk about it, but it never seems to actually happen. But give it time. There'll be one. Hopefully, they'll do it well. I feel like, for the most part, most superhero movies these days are done fairly well. Every once in a while, you get that really stupid one. So I got high hopes for the Swamp Thing comeback. But I don't have high hopes for a Waterworld comeback. <laughs> Now, I agree. Waterworld probably missed its window because it's about it has global warming, isn't coming. it? What? It's about global warming, isn't it? Yeah, because global warming is totally not a thing anymore. Well, <laughs> we went back to not caring about it. Oh, yeah. And, uh, well, maybe it could be out there. It's like, hey, hey. world's world's going to end. It could be just like this. Al Gore, executive producer. I guess you'd be in it. <laughs> you should have listened to me. And then Kish chops off his head. I don't know what to talk about. I don't really know what happens in Waterworld. So what I know is it's 
global warming happens and it's so bad the whole world is flooded and like years pass and these people are looking for land and they team up with what sounds a lot like a merman he's like I, I, I know where to go the mariner he doesn't have like a like a fishtail though he's just evolved name? a little bit <laughs> So it's been like just millions of years since society closed. I'm talking about Kevin Costner, of course. He's called The Mariner. I wish he was the mascot for the Seattle Mariners. <laughs> <laughs> the Mariner for Waterworld. Yeah, that'd be pretty sweet. Better than the moose. You can boot off the field every time. You should have some Mariners cameos in this. Only ex Mariners. The ride. Carlos Silva. <laughs> Carlos Silva is like king of an island. I guess there is no Capital Island. It's king of like one of the water forts that they have. <laughs> like anyone would understand. Like what? What? Who's this? Like <laughs> It doesn't matter. Oh, Seattle's Mariner Carlos Silva. It is acting debut. <laughs> Fine, That's you get like Miguel Batista, who's game. probably been in a soap opera or something. <laughs> yeah, probably. Yeah, this is a bad idea. What were you thinking, Sean? I was just thinking, like, now we could do pretty sweet water effects and stuff, like Life of Pi, but with fighting. You know, just like boats shooting at each other and stuff. Guys on, like, sea doos like doing jumps some water skiing guy with like a machine gun just that kind of stuff just pure action like why not sounds cool and who'd you like to see as the Mariner Vin Diesel Kevin Costner (laughs) reprise his role Colin once came up with a movie where Vin Diesel was a sailor (laughs) yeah I feel like it was pretty similar to this it was just like everyone's like (laughs) Sail around on skidoos and shit. <laughs> but the weird thing about that movie that we came up with was everyone in it had a really low voice. Like it had Vin <laughs> Diesel, and it had Michael Clark Duncan. Awesome Who else? Who? Chocolate Rain guy. Yeah, Chocolate Rain guy. <laughs> probably Keith David. Keith David is probably in it. Was Stallone in it? He could have been in it. He could be the narrator. <laughs> <laughs> You just be completely lost as to what's going on with the story. Water kind of came everywhere. There's water everywhere. So they're like, uh, what are we going to do? He just improvised it because he's so good. <laughs> Him and Vin Diesel, like, narrate the code. And the, the bass is like, it's in super bass. Like when you guys see it in the theaters, like a r- rumble, like rumbles when you hear their voice. Like, <laughs> <laughs> and what is the plot then? I don't remember. Because <laughs> it was they're looking for land, but that's Vin Diesel doesn't like look for stuff. He just like protects girls. <laughs> he can just be like, like he finds this girl and she's like real cute, and she like can't swim or something, so he's got to protect her. Can't just teach her how to swim. <laughs> no, because he he doesn't know because he's a merman. You know, he lives in the water. He doesn't understand. Kevin Costner doesn't live in the water though. He's got like a boat. 
I don't know. All I know is he has gills. He can breathe underwater, but I don't think he wants to live underwater. It's too cold. Okay. I'm not going to fight you guys for Waterworld. I don't know what it's about. <laughs> so you haven't seen it yet. You wanna... <laughs> I just think boat combat. Pretty sweet. I <laughs> you know the original is like uh, everything you want. Is it like Mad Max on water? I think it tried, tried to, to be. be. <laughs> yeah. Try again. All right. Jack Black featured in this movie. In, in the original one. He's the third person build, according to Wikipedia. All right. Bet you didn't know that. All right. Let's make in time. So no to Waterworld? Nah, fuck Waterworld. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, probably doesn't need to be made. What else? You guys didn't sound too excited about iRobot, but knowing there's an actual script, it's like, come on. No, I, I'm excited about that. I think it's looks sweet. Yeah, I think it sounds kind of cool. Running Man. Yeah. We're going to fuck it up. They're probably working on it already There's anyway. No, I see no possible outcome of that being good. <laughs> yeah, probably be bad. But it's an interesting idea. It should be good, but it would never be good. <laughs> I feel like it'd be like the gamer or something. It'd be gamer too. Gamer. <laughs> they just get Gerard Butler. Why do you think I wanted Ludacris in it? <laughs> it just felt right. Same game, yo. Same game, yo. You ain't running, yo. You ain't running, yo. (laughs) (laughs) That sucks. Okay. Well, I mean, I want all the things I put on. I guess, which one would I want the least? Or which one has the least potential to be good? I think they would really fuck up uh, Flash Gordon. (laughs) They'd probably, probably, Flash Gordon. probably just be like another John Carter. It would be another John Carter. I just have it a feeling that awesome John Carter's though. not bad. And <laughs> it's not terrible. It's not great. It's fine. Brian yeah, Cranston's in it. Cool. I want Flash Gordon to be like the next Star Wars, and I just don't think they can pull that off. That's a pretty big <laughs> expectation. Especially when there is going to be the next Star Wars. Yep. <laughs> Similarly, they probably would just fuck up Green Lantern again. I don't know, but that's one like I totally want because I like Green Lantern. I love Green Lantern. Almost so much as I love our concept for Silver Surfer, directed by Terrence Malick. <laughs> oh, that'd be sweet. Super philosophical. He like watches the universe for just two hours. <laughs> Think about it. Talks about God. Another thing ruined by Fantastic Four. Well, I can't speak for these some of the movies on here that I haven't seen, like Candidate or Divorce Italian. Oh yeah, Divorce Italian Style. No, we we couldn't even make it work, Colin. Yeah, it'd be too hard. Like the Candidate, we made it work. We just made it into a movie that already exists. 
No, we just made it. Is it like different enough? I mean, to be to really stand out from some of the political movies that have been made in the past couple of years. Uh, probably not, but I don't. It's, it's more like it would have to be all in the execution because <laughs> it's a pretty basic premise. We just happened to add limitless pills into the equation. Just oh, the yeah. after effects of limitless overdose. Hmm. I guess we can take that one off if you want. See, now we got we got a couple we got a handful of serious ones. Even though now it's just like all sci-fi. But so we also have movies. Maze Quest. <laughs> Well, that Maze Quest. Maze Quest is sweet. It should probably be 10. What is Maze Quest? Maze Quest. Oh. <laughs> Sullivan's Travels remake, Maze Quest. Base. <laughs> I was like, I want to see Maze Quest. That sounds sweet. Why does that sound sweet? <laughs> Can you imagine getting trapped in a maze? Going on a quest? Maze? Maze Quest? <laughs> oh, like it's a maze. Sounds like a, like a computer game... Like like a learning computer game. You're like one of those tubby woods with like, which direction would you like to go? Left. It's like, you can't go left. <laughs> I, thought, I thought you meant when you said a typing one, like a learn to type. Like, type cat if you want to go left. <laughs> yeah, it sounds perfect. And then if you don't, you get like dysentery. <laughs> so is it on the list? Maze Quest? <laughs> <laughs> it's not a remake of anything, remake. so no. It wasn't even a movie. You made it into a computer game. <laughs> sounds awesome. I don't know if it sounds awesome. But uh, Base Quest, yeah, 10, because it's funny, but I don't really want to see it. Yeah, I'd be way more intrigued about Base Quest than most of these, to be honest. It sounds terrible. That sounds kind of amusing. <laughs> yeah, these other ones you can see good. Manhattan explode. <laughs> Like, I don't give a shit about Daredevil. All right, you can put that's, Daredevil lower. I mean, I that's the problem with that movie, is you should give a shit about Daredevil. <laughs> I mean, I don't really give a shit about superheroes at all at this point, but whatever. I feel like you can put Creature down lower, because I, I feel like they're going to fuck it up. <laughs> that's yeah, the track record. probably would. They're bound to fuck it up. In fact, I might even put Daredevil above that. But I won't because I already put Daredevil at nine. That that's work. Still really skeptical about Flash Gordon though. Oh yeah, Flash Gordon can be going down lower. Yes. Like seven. Yeah. I'm really interested in where Fantastic or Never Ending Story could be like. It could be like really hipsterish and cool. <laughs> I really want to read that book now. So the only thing left on this list that's actually a good movie is Metropolis. In fact, that's kind of the only thing for a while that was good on this list. <laughs> I mean, and I, I feel like that hurts the desire for a remake, right? I kind of feel like that way, too. Yeah. They're just going to fuck up the legacy. All right. Um, and then, uh, then maybe never ending story. Okay. Just because I'm the only fan. Yeah, I have no interest in this, but it would be for kids. I, see, none of you guys have seen the movie? Mm-mm. Mm-hmm. You'd probably be like, this is family fun. 
but then like um I think I'd rather see Fantastic Four over Green Lantern. We'll go, we'll go Swamp Thing next. Yeah. Although Swamp Thing would be like the most interesting superhero to make the transition to live action. Yeah, but now I'm at the point where it's like these like like with Green Lantern and Fantastic Four, like I kinda need these to be made again. <laughs> And then iRobot, like, hearing about the really sweet version of the script that would be, like, the greatest sci-fi movie of all time. Like, if they made that one, that I hella want to see. I'd probably put that, maybe that at top. Yeah, that's the one I'm most interested in. Right now, Fantastic Four would be my number three just because I feel like it's the most likely remake coming. Yeah, and I'm not like optimistic. As I feel like, I feel like it has way more potential to be a good than another Green Lantern. Green Lantern's a little weirder; it's a little harder to grasp and base in reality. But Fantastic Green Four, they could make they could make it like the Avengers. It'd be it would be that hard. But they have to get five people cast well. Green well, Lantern, you can get it, by with like they, one. for the most part. They did a pretty good job last time. Green Lantern, you could just get like James Franco. <laughs> I disagree. I feel like it'd be really easy to misfire with Green Lantern again because of all the weird alien shit. He's a, he's a space cop. It's got to be someone you can imagine as a cop. Mm, no, I, I think Fantastic Four, one of the greatest Marvel comics of all time. It's just, there's so many good stories. I feel like Green, Green Lantern's really cool too, but I feel like Fantastic Four is a little, is a little bit better of a comic. Uh, think of it like this. Green Lantern could be, you know, a part of the DC universe <laughs> branching out beyond Batman and Superman and finally working towards, you know, the, the DC universe, you know, Justice League movie. Fantastic Four is just going to be Fox making a Marvel movie that's not connected to anything. Zoning around like, oh, we're a family flying in space. You make it sound so stupid. <laughs> well, the other guy's a space cop. They're on a space mission. They just some of them happen to be related, and they got superpowers. It's basically the X Men, except us. Except they're famous. Their secret identities are public. I don't know. I just don't. I, I I don't. I just don't see like Green Lantern them doing it. It's gonna be really hard to do it well. Is Green Lantern worse than both Fantastic Four movies? Uh, yeah, pro- probably. I don't know. I'm into the second one in a while, but it's probably it's definitely worse than Fantastic Four. So don't you feel like there's just better potential attached to a Green Lantern remake than Fantastic Four? No. All right, I well, guess I'll put it at three. Because <laughs> they're both going to be bad when they get made. I'm going to put iRobot at one, because that would be sweet, right? I think people have learned their lesson. I think Fantastic Four has a has a chance. <laughs> Which is more than I can say about a lot of things in life. So our top ten remakes we'd like to see. Number ten, Sullivan's Travels. Number nine, Daredevil. Number eight, The Creature from the Black Lagoon. Number seven, Flash Gordon. Number six, Metropolis. Number five, The Never Ending Story. 
Number four, Swamp Thing. Number three, The Green Lantern. Number two, The Fantastic Four. Number one, iRobot. And if you enjoy this podcast, we've got a website over at MileyPleased.com, as well as an iTunes feed for this where you can review and rate and Twitter and Facebook and, and not Instagram yet. But we'll get there. We'll we'll get to the frontier of news breaking and, and get a Instagram account. Now that Colin has an iPhone, it's on. Uh, we'll see you next week, guys. And ladies. <laughs>